Hi, and welcome to another episode of Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste-Free Edmonton, and together we're dedicated to waste reduction efforts, both big and small. I'm Emily, and today we're going to talk with my big sister, Marianne, again. So welcome to the podcast again, Marianne. Hello. Hello. Okay, so we had Marianne on the podcast previously to kind of talk about some of her low-waste fails that she's had over really the past decade of you living um, a (laughs) low-waste lifestyle. (laughs) Industrial vinegar. (laughs) Yes, we talked previously about her barrel, literal barrel of industrial strength vinegar that she purchased while living in her (laughs) very small downtown Toronto apartment um, with several roommates. And so I kind of want to just continue on because I know that you literally have a list of items (laughs) Yeah, Marianne, we had kind of been talking about this and um, brought up this idea. And yeah, Marianne was like, I have so many hilarious things that people should know (laughs) so that they don't have to experience the same thing. So we're excited to have you back, Marianne. And okay, what what are you going to tell us about today? What are... (laughs) Okay, like I said, I have a whole list of stuff that I've done in the name of zero waste that Mm -hmm. proved to be completely ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> so a big one that I thought I would start with is trying to zero waste all of my cosmetics. Oh, and, okay. Um, this is really interesting. This... Okay. So I, I guess just to give you a little bit of backstory. So Biz and I, mm-hmm. um, I feel like cosmetics is something that we really vary on. Like Biz is super minimalistic. Mm-hmm. She doesn't wear a lot of cosmetics. And this is something that I've kind of really struggled with, I guess, along my low waste journey because I do still wear cosmetics and yeah, there's kind of been some ups and downs, I guess, of like trying Mm -hmm. to figure that out. So I guess I I can say that I'm not exactly surprised that, um, (laughs) you know, other people than me maybe have had some failures when it comes to cosmetics. So what what's happened to you? Well, I do still wear a little bit of makeup, but I would say that in general, my cosmetic use has has basically just shifted to skincare mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, you know, it's not like you've ever been someone who's worn a lot of cosmetics. Like that's never no. been really your style. But yeah, definitely you know, not. you still kind of use them. So yeah, I would say that I am pretty minimalist in my routine. Mm -hmm. But whereas I think like in my 20s, I was probably looking for more things like foundation or cover up to kind of hide acne or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I, you know, I just try and take care of my skin a lot rather now than you're just a zitty mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've kind of grown out of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think, I think a lot of cosmetics, like there's this idea that you are kind of covering up your face mm-hmm. and I've really switched to, you know, taking care of my face as my primary yeah. objective rather mm-hmm. than covering stuff up. So anyway, yeah. Zero waste cosmetics. Like, I don't know. I don't know who these recipes like work for, <laughs> but <laughs> Like I see this stuff online and I'm like, who is, 
who does this work for? Because I have tried it and I can tell you like almost without fail, they're always a disaster. So I've seen so many, like, you know, read so many blogs and stuff that it's like, if you just rub coconut oil (laughs) on like every single part of your body, like you will just wake up rejuvenated the next day. And I'm like, really? Because I woke up with a giant zit in the middle of my face, but cool. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So the first one I'll talk about is homemade mascara. So, okay. I actually don't wear mascara anymore, but that was a big staple for me in my twenties is that I wore mascara just about every day. Yeah. And for a long time, I was convinced that if I just found the right recipe for homemade mascara <laughs> that it would work yeah and, you and could like just, of course you could just keep on using that forever I was, in perpetuity yeah, I tried so many different recipes like basically the basic recipe is always you know you take activated charcoal yeah either in you open up a capsule or you buy it in bulk and then you mix it with some sort of binding ingredient yeah I've looked at recipes that was like aloe, like you take aloe gel. Yeah, you take gel so you and you mix it. Take with... a little aloe leaf and then you mix it with activated, activated charcoal, charcoal. Mm-hmm. with a mascara spoolie and then you put that on. Anyway, that doesn't so that just stay gives on you your giant eyes. raccoon eyes. <laughs> it's like that's you... exactly the look that Marianne's been going for. <laughs> you blink and the aloe vera comes right off onto your face. Yeah. So. And I don't know if anyone has ever like worked with activated charcoal before, but it is a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, it it is gets everywhere. Like it's it stains, you know, stains your cuticles and underneath your nails (laughs) and stuff. Anyway, Marianne literally yeah tried to start making her own mascara and turned into a gremlin. (laughs) (laughs) Got like troll nails trying to do this. Yeah, did not so. The aloe vera, I don't know who that re- recipe is for, but it did not work on me. So then I was like, oh, well, maybe if I use something that makes it set a little bit. Mm-hmm. So then at various <laughs> points, again, I'm condensing like years of this is an ongoing, yeah, ongoing journey. And I basically took the recipe for lip balm, which is uh. like beeswax and some sort of oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, the beeswax makes things like kind of water repellent, right? Or like, uh, well, it makes it like bit. lip balm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It makes it lip balm. Let's be honest, <laughs> which is not really water repellent. Not and really also mascara. <laughs> doesn't really help it set. So anyway, I did that, and then I added activated charcoal to that, and then used an old spoolie and tried mm-hmm. using that. That did work a little bit better, but if you like touch your eye or if you wear glasses and your eyelashes, which Marianne does wear glasses, I wear for, glasses. For listeners, if you wear glasses and you try and homemade, if you don't just carefully mascara, blink every time, yeah, it like leaves just giant like streaks on the front of your glasses. Uh-huh. I tried. I've tried so hard. I tried so hard, and eventually, I would just be like, "This is ridiculous." I'd give up, and I I started buying Lush's mascara in a little glass jar oh okay Um, Mm -hmm. and actually okay I will say I know I'm not a huge Lush fan I don't dislike it I think they're actually a pretty good company but for the most part I'm not really a sparkly jazzy bubble bath (laughs) person (laughs) 
I'm, but Marianne I, pretty much wore all black for I don't know. I still wear all black. Uh, the I last, only she started I, I, zero waste and she only started <laughs> buying black clothes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I'm just I'm not like into that's just not your jam. It's not your unicorn, style. Unicorn gel or whatever. That's not my thing. So, but I did for a long time. I really did like Lush's mascara that came in a glass jar. Yeah. So and the thing is, it does. It did last a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used that for years and I would like save my little jars and recycle them and stuff. But yeah, I actually found out later when I started wearing contacts that because there's so much product in those lush mascaras, it takes quite a long time to go through it. Yeah. Um, like I think, I don't know, I'm just making up numbers here, but I think that there's something like 10 milliliters or something in these little glass bottles. Um, mm-hmm. But a regular mascara tube is maybe three. Oh, okay. So if Lush mascara works for you, by all means use it. But for me, like I wasn't going through it fast enough before the time it, oh, it could no. become a little bit more susceptible to bacteria. Yeah. After like it could be months. an actual danger to like have your eyeball. Yeah. I never had any issues with it, but. Oh my goodness. Um, I was like, is that going to be your next fail? You like use <laughs> zero waste mascara and then like went blind in one eye temporarily <laughs> or something. But thank no. goodness. Well, <laughs> so it actually was never an issue for me, except that when I started wearing contacts, my optometrist asked me if I wore old mascara and I was like, oh no. Oh. Um, Cause I was having issues with contacts really drying out my eyes. And he, he just mentioned to me. <laughs> I was having issues. See. <laughs> no, it was, no, it was not kidding. related to mascara or whatever, but he just, he just mentioned this to me uh-huh. and he had said, you know, it is pretty important to, to throw away your mascara. That, I was going to say, that's really interesting. Cause I've, months. I've always heard that like, you should mm-hmm. not have a tube of mascara for longer than like three months or whatever. But I've always kind of been like, eh, it's just, you know, one of those, yeah. one of those things that they say, but I mean, for me, like, if, yeah, it was fine. I never had right? any issues, it was fine. but Mm-hmm. If you have contacts, that might be something to kind of consider. So yeah. at that point, I <laughs> so, <had moved> you <laughs> know, digging out the crusty mascara from the bottom <laughs> of your tube might not be the best idea, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I said, the Lush mascara, I loved that stuff. I've stopped wearing mascara at this point, but you okay, know, so that I, I, would last yeah. me quite a bit longer than like it could last me like a year and a half or something, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of beyond the time that you're supposed to have it. But yeah, so I, I've stopped doing that. The the other thing was eyeliner mm-hmm. and similar to the like DIY recipes that you find online. They're always like mix activated charcoal or, or my favorite recipe called for <laughs> take a single almond and burn it over oh, an open yeah. flame. Oh my goodness. I feel like that's a B Johnson recipe because she would like use eyeliner and she would like smoke and burn this almond. Oh yeah. Um, and then, but like, then rub it on her eye or something. Yeah. But then like rubbing charcoal like if you think about what charcoal is like it's not really what you want to be putting near your like an orifice of your face like (laughs) you know near your eyeballs because it's full of like you just don't really want that close well I'm sure you know what if that works for you great if you want to burn an almond every day and put charcoal on your face that's cool I never perfected the burnt almond technique I Mm -hmm. just looked like a child had drawn on my face (laughs) with crayons it was like totally not the look I wanted eventually I don't really wear eye makeup 
at this point. I do, I do have a little bit mm-hmm. in my makeup bag for special occasions and stuff, but like Bay Johnson somehow pulls off the burnt almond eyeliner. I don't. It's like the smoky um, look, but like really the smoky <laughs> eye look because well, <laughs> because the, it's actually burnt is, almonds. You know, like commercial makeup, I mean, it has chemicals in it that bind with your skin mm-hmm. so that it stays on your skin. And like, I don't know if Bay Johnson is reapplying her makeup every half an hour or <laughs> just carries a bag. She of just always has a freshly burnt almond burn in the bathroom <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it did not work for me. And um, you know, Emily, you'll know, like I lived in the South for quite a while. Yeah. So United Marianne States. lived in like a hot, humid climate. And if I was outside for five minutes, like my makeup would just sweat. It off would literally me. just fall off because you're just perspiring that much. So yeah, yeah, this burnt, the burnt almond eyeliner, like did not work for me. So mm. <laughs> when I do buy cosmetics now, I, I am pretty careful about what brands and companies I support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try, I try to choose low waste options. Yeah. When you can, you know, I try and buy high quality too. Um, but yeah, DIYing eye makeup, I think is just kind of a bad idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> and okay. if it works for you, great. But like, I could not figure out okay, so how to get aloe to work. I will just mention because I feel like I've been on a bit of like a eco-friendly, low-waste mascara journey myself because similar to you, especially like pre-pandemic when I was working in an office every day, mascara, I would say was like pretty much the only makeup that I consistently wore. And now I've, I mean, I work from home. So (laughs) for the most part, so my mask or my makeup kind of routine has bit the dust, but I do still like to have it. And so, yeah, I have was kind of on this journey to find like a low waist mascara that worked really well for me. And so I, the other thing with mascara is that I've found is that it really depends on your body chemistry, like what mascara actually works for you because like, yeah. So you know, a mascara that might work really well for me might not really work the same for someone else. Do you just mean because like, of like with oils? I think so. Your, like it, it's something eyelids. to do. <laughs> it's well, I think it's something to do with how like warm your body stays and like what reacts with your eyes and yeah, your your oils and I don't know what lotion There's you put on your face. There's two types of people. Oily eyelid people and people with dry (laughs) eyelid. Anyways, so, but anyways, so I like had been using a mascara that I'd used forever that was not low waste or eco-friendly or anything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to switch and try and find something that works for me. And so I have tried the Lush mascara, which now comes in a plastic tube that is part of their exchange program. Like Lush kind of has this like, basically if you, you know, if you buy... 10 things that are in these containers, these types of containers and bring them back, then like they'll take that plastic and recycle it supposedly. Anyways, so I was like, okay, this isn't like a great option, but yeah, um, at least I know that the tube will be recycled. And so I tried this mascara and it like did not work for me. I just had like raccoon eyes. It was awful. And so I tried it and I like kind of went through the tube and was experimenting. And then I did quite a bit of research and found a late cosmetics also does a like has a mascara that comes in a bamboo tube um, Mm -hmm. and it does have a plastic inner tube. But from all of like my research online, this was kind of like one of the more eco-friendlies that like the mascara actually worked really well. 
And so I bought a tube of this mascara and I have been using it and I do really like it. But the only catch is, is that I think that this mascara probably wasn't designed for someone to be wearing a face mask. (laughs) So now with the pandemic, because we have to wear face masks all the time i like of course i don't wear mascara very often but i like when <laughs> Wait, out... how are you wearing this mask it's supposed to go over no. your nose and mouth no you, okay i'm wearing just, the like, mask properly blind to the world yeah, like, i don't go out very much anymore <laughs> i don't want to no. see any of 2020 but the way my reusable <laughs> mask works is that sometimes like it doesn't fit super tight oh. to my nose so then the condensation for my breath just like goes directly into my eyeballs which Mm. evidently causes my mascara to like literally go all over my face so like I've just I can't wear mascara when I wear a face mask which is every time I go out um so anyways I'm still on the journey to find a eco-friendly low waist mascara that works for my needs and I I've been going basically mascara less because that seems to be the seems to be the easiest option but yeah yeah like I said I have not found a a DIY mascara that works for me I have heard of like cake mascaras so Mm, these are kind mm -hmm. of modeled on the type of mascara that they would have used in kind of before they did tubes so like in the 30s and 40s and I've, I've I've seen some really good reviews for cake mascara online from companies on Etsy and mm-hmm. other things. So it essentially it comes the it can come mascara, in like a little tin. Yeah, it's, or something. It comes like, in like a little lip gloss tin. Mm-hmm. But there's no moisture in it. It's it's basically like a really tough kind of clay. Mm-hmm. You know, like mascara is and then you can use your own spoolie. So I have not used that because like I said, I've kind of my mascara days are sort of behind me, but you know, that yeah. might be an option for somebody if they're looking for it. But um mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I know that never figure that out. Yeah. I can never figure out the eye makeup. Yeah. It's a bit of a journey. I know that you can get cake mascara in Edmonton at uh replenish. I know that they have a cake mascara in. I have not tried it, but maybe that'll be my next once I get through these other mascaras, maybe maybe that'll be the next <laughs> well, journey, I guess. The, yeah, really the I think one, another good thing is just use up what you have. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, so I just been use up all you have. Use as much as you can. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was kind of my mascara and eyeliner story. The next one with kind of similar results is homemade deodorant. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> like who are these like delicate fairy women who <laughs> just like, you know, spritz their oh armpits with like this is okay. I'm starch so- and it they never smell or something. I don't know. That like did not work for me. And <laughs> I I tried a lot of different recipes and actually I have found some brands that I really really like. Okay. That I have like eventually worked, but yeah. it took like many years. <laughs> well, yeah, there's so many recipes that, that are like it's so interesting, I guess what the variety is and I guess I'm kind of on the same journey. <laughs> as I was with mascara as I am with deodorant. I'm like kind of still haven't found something that I love, but like continuously trying out these things that seem to be a little bit hilarious. But okay, so you made DIY ones. Yeah, so there's kind of like a standard recipe 
there's variations of it online, but this mm-hmm. the if you Google like homemade deodorant or whatever, all these Pinterest recipes come up that are it's a basic formula of baking soda and you know coconut oil. Some people yeah. just mix those two together. Mm-hmm. There's like different ratios that you can use. And then sometimes bentonite clay is added yeah. mm-hmm. or some variation of that, of a, of a clay to kind of make it a little bit more solid. And actually at one point in my zero waste journey, I was literally just using straight up baking soda. Okay, I would that's, just dip my I'm like, fingers I, I in baking like soda. I remember you just using baking soda like directly. But yeah, that that definitely was a thing. <laughs> so so yeah, I've like I use oh, and then the other thing that I used, mm-hmm. I still use it actually. I'm it's not the only deodorant I use at this point, but uh-huh. crystal deodorant. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in the 90s, this was really popular. It, it actually, I think it's still maybe in some stores, but it it was like- It is popular. I feel buy, like Sage, like, you know, like the essential oil, yeah. like high quality brand or whatever, like they have a crystal deodorant that you can get. Yeah. So very, like, I- natural. In the height of my like militant zero waste life, mm-hmm. I did buy one of these- it was just a loose crystal from yeah. like a health food store or something. Uh-huh. And you know what? I actually, I do use it, but I don't rely solely on it. Okay. So this was because <laughs> I also like, I had seen that you had been using one of those. Yeah. When I was kind of like, I had used up my regular deodorant and I was like, okay, I'm going to get like one of these crystals that Marianne has. And so <laughs> I bought, I like, I looked into it and then for some reason I didn't buy a crystal. I accidentally bought like a salt block that was like also supposedly (laughs) did the same thing. So I bought this Himalayan salt block and the idea behind it was that you would get this like salt block and wet it similar to I think the crystal and then Mm -hmm. like put it on your arms and basically this like salt water that you put on your armpits would um destroy the bacteria the bacteria yeah Mm -hmm. and like destroy the scent that created bo well what happened for me was that i started (laughs) using this and it was one of those things where i was like it's not really working that great like to be honest like i'm not someone who like consistently always has to wear deodorant like you know, I apply it when like, I feel like I need it. But if I was to like, you know, I had just showered and I could probably skip a day without deodorant and it wouldn't be a big deal. But with Mm -hmm. this salt block, it was like, you have to be diligent about (laughs) applying this salt block to your armpits or else like it won't work because, you know, the bacteria will build up. And so I was applying it like morning and night And my skin like broke out in this horrible, horrible rash because of like the salinity, like your armpits are such a sensitive area. And I I was like, I don't have sensitive skin. Like, this is fine. And yeah, after like, I don't know, three or four days of this, I was like, this is not a sustainable solution (laughs) for me. Like my armpits are on fire. Like I cannot... Oh my god, yeah. Armpits anymore. Anyway, so I still have that salt block somewhere, but I have not used it because I don't know. I guess you don't want to you don't want to use it for cooking anymore, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's literally like a solid, like it's like I don't even know how I would use it. I guess I could like smash it up, maybe, but it's like a big, like it's like the size of a deodorant stick that you would buy at at the store. 
but it's just a rock, like or a block of salt. Like it's actually quite pretty looking, but yeah, I'm just like, I can't do this. And I had read some blogs that were like, you just have to like push through. <laughs> oh God, like, no. Your skin will like slowly get used to it. And now I'm like, ah, uh, no thanks. Like, yeah, well- I had a similar thing with my baking soda days because at first (laughs) it does, it does work. Like it's great. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But the thing is Mm -hmm. it alters the pH of your skin, which really needs to be more on this acidic side. But you know, when you're putting baking soda, it's like this pretty strong basic solution. Basic. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, it made my skin peel and the other thing is it, it ruined oh, no. a bunch of my shirts. I, so I really, I'm pretty picky about the fabrics that I wear. Yeah. You and predominantly this is actually, only wear natural fabrics. Yeah. So that actually also goes back to kind of some of my zero waste ethos is that mm-hmm. I really try to only wear clothes that can biodegrade. I wear quite a bit of silk and wool because of this and silk cannot withstand baking soda especially like coconut oil yeah. baking soda it just destroys silk so i don't know i see i still see this on instagram where these women are like oh i like just whipped up this batch of homemade deodorant <laughs> yeah and they're like wearing a white silk shirt and i'm like okay you know what if that works for you if you live in antarctica and you don't sweat like <laughs> all the power to yeah, you cool <laughs> this did not work for me in fayetteville arkansas let me tell you and <laughs> Yeah, as you were like sweating profusely. Yeah, it just, it did not work for me. It like caused some weird rashes. I, there is one, and I I forget the name of it, but actually a a woman from Camrose, our hometown, who has moved to Nelson, BC, she has started a really cool herbal company and she makes a deodorant that I really like. And it's like a kind of a cream um, and there's not baking soda in it. And I, but I can't remember what else is in it. Yeah, there's, well, actually there's quite a few like Edmonton made deodorants as well. Yeah. Um, like, I, okay. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of like routine deodorant, but they have like a wide range and you can get it actually in bulk at some of our refilleries here in Edmonton. And they Very have cool. like several different kinds that are like, it's a cream kind of paste and they have different scents and like some for men and women. And then they have like, they have some with baking soda in them and then also baking soda free. Other than like the literal salt block that I was rubbing on my armpits, I haven't had... <laughs> a reaction so and like of course I would get a reaction from that so I think that yeah baking soda is like one of those things that a lot of people have issues with but yeah so you can find those deodorants what I'm using right now actually is I guess kind of once again fell fell victim to lush like they had this deodorant that I saw online actually and one of my friends was like hey like this is in the middle of the pandemic um and she was like hey I'm ordering some stuff online from lush like, and it's going to get shipped to my house. If you want something, just let me know. And then we can, like, it'll get shipped for free. There's like a minimum. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, actually, like, I have seen this deodorant. It comes in like an actual bar. And like, I want to try that out. Great. She's like, oh, yeah, I saw that too. She's also like a low or zero waste enthusiast. And so we both bought this deodorant. 
and I have it and it is so hard. (laughs) So it's like the instructions are like, just rub it on your armpits and like go about your day just like regular deodorant. So at first I was doing that and it was so abrasive that like there was no way that I could do that. So then um, I still have it and it's lasted me quite a while, but now I just like wet it a little bit and then put it on my armpits and it seems to work. But I wouldn't say it's like my favorite. And some of the reviews, like as I was like, because I kind of started using it, it wasn't working great. So I like went back and looked at some of the reviews and some people's reviews were like, this smells worse than BO. Like, why would you, why would you use this? Or like, this is impossible to put on. So I don't know why I didn't read those before I ordered it. But anyway, so there's lots of different options. This one's kind of nice because like I would be able to travel with it a little bit easier. Like you could just throw it in your makeup bag and it wouldn't like leak or get anywhere. But yeah. Yeah, it's just like a little bit harder to apply. Yeah. Well, I would say like what what really has worked for me. Yeah. I found a, um, a baking soda free cream that I really like. So I use that. And then I also, I kind of go in after with the alum stone that I was talking about. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Just for, you know, a little double a little added boost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also started wearing undershirts and that, you know, that kind of can help keep your clothes nice, um, mm-hmm. especially with silk, at least. Um, I found that that ended up being kind of the best way to save those from any, you know, homemade deodorant experiences. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, I don't, I don't know if baking sort of works for you, go ahead, but it did not for me. It did do some, some damage on my, <laughs> my armpits and it's not, it's, yeah. You know what's again, you want to keep, keep in your armpits. <laughs> Well, you want to keep in mind that, yeah, your skin is supposed to be slightly acidic on the the pH scale. Mm -hmm. Um, So adding anything that's too acidic, like lemon juice or anything like that, and then too basic. (laughs) Salt. Straight salt. (laughs) The salt block was a really bad idea. Straight salt block, Um, not a great idea. Yeah. Like don't treat your armpits like a salad, no salt, no lemon. And I would even skip oil too, because that, you know, that will sit on the top of your, mm-hmm. um, on the and top it's such layer a sensitive of your area, skin. right? Like, yeah. And I want to make sure I just, that that can breathe. Yeah. I think coconut oil, actually, I'll talk about this in my third point too, but coconut oil for a while, I think people have kind of, uh, jumped off this bandwagon for a little bit, but for a while it was like this miracle cure people used to love coconut oil. I don't know if you remember this, but I feel like one Christmas, maybe this was like a couple years ago or something, this SNL video came out. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't SNL. It was um, a Canadian. Um, oh, Canadian comedy or something. It's from um, Second City. But yeah, I showed you that clip where it the woman. absolutely hilarious. Yeah, People, the woman is like, I. They're, I they're like talking about my... coconut oil and like one upping each other. Like it's these like several women I think I'm like yeah Yeah. I use coconut oil when I'm cooking and then (laughs) it goes to oh like I use coconut oil like as lotion and oh I use coconut oil like as toothpaste yeah and and it's kind of just like this like they're trying to one-up each other and then eventually it gets to the point where this woman is like (laughs) (laughs) I found a dead baby bird and I put him in coconut oil and it came back to life 
Yeah, like, um, wow. <laughs> they're all like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so I agree. Coconut oil, I, I feel like we should we should link to that. Explode. We should link yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll in the we'll show include notes. that in um, the show notes because it is quite fantastic to watch. <laughs> but yeah, coconut oil, like I'll say hook line and sinker. I was all about coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Um and I was using it as you know, lip balm and blah, blah, blah. I feel Um, like this was also like coconut oil you would also buy in like ridiculous quantities. Was this Yeah, I definitely was buying buying pretty big buckets of coconut oil. Although I did (laughs) go through it. Yeah, you Um, used it a little bit more. But the thing is coconut oil, at least for me, and it it might work for other people for different skin types, but coconut oil is actually quite drying. Mm -hmm. So coconut oil doesn't penetrate into the, the layers of your skin in the same way that something like yoyuba or I think sweet almond oil is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, those yeah, are different oils, oils actually, have different properties, right? Yeah, that actually go kind of, well, I don't, I don't want to get too scientific and wrong here but um, (laughs) and wrong yeah I I mean there's (laughs) like we're all obviously not experts on this but I've also heard that coconut mm -hmm. oil because it's solid at room temperature like can sometimes have like it can clog your pores or I don't know like there there's lots of people who are much more qualified to talk about oils than we are um definitely you can like look that up on the internet and figure out what kind of oil works best for your skin but yeah Yeah, I would say coconut oil yeah didn't didn't work great for me and I I did use it to some success like to remove makeup and stuff but actually (laughs) you found a dead animal and put it in coconut (laughs) oil just kidding and it did come back to life but (laughs) no like I don't know I just found you know, coconut oil is not is not the end all be all miracle yeah. oil for me. And actually, that brings me to the kind of the worst and most dangerous DIY that I did, which was <laughs> DIY sunscreen. Oh no! Which like that was okay. Thank and I know the listeners can't see Marianne, but she is very fair and very yeah. susceptible to horrible catastrophic sunburns yeah so i thankfully yeah, this is I, a psa do not trust <laughs> spfs of homemade products like well yeah so i have to wear sunscreen all year round um i i get sunburns very badly emily may remember a certain <laughs> trip to cuba where i used up Mar- like marianne fell asleep in the sun and used up every single person's sunscreen sunscreen yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not proud of that. But anyway, I I need to I need to have sunscreen. Um, yeah, I don't. I shouldn't mess around with sunscreen anyway. But like, there's a reason why it's federally like regulated. <laughs> yeah. So I again in my zero waste militant phase, I was doing all this research on SPF, and I found this like DIY recipe that was carrot seed oil. Mm-hmm. and coconut oil mixed mm-hmm. together. Yeah, because those this, supposedly have high SPFs. Yeah, like these naturally. Supposed, yeah, and I, you know what? I don't doubt that maybe these do have some sort of natural SPF. And like maybe for certain people in certain climates, this has traditionally worked. <laughs> but like my body is... Marianne needs um, 60 SPF. I like, might be every day a vampire. <laughs> like I cannot be out in the sun. <laughs> I my body was like made to like exist on the moors of Scotland where there's no sunshine ever. I as her cannot... sister who shares genetics, <laughs> like I am not like this. So 
I cannot. <laughs> I can withstand yeah, being in the outdoors, so it might be fact that Marianne is a, va- a vampire. But <laughs> one benefit of doing this DIY carrot seed oil sunscreen is that you mix it up and then you put it on your skin, mm-hmm. and it straight up turns you bright orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like it's like Donald Trump oompa loompa, oily orange like it reminded me it's like the the worst self-tanner you've ever had like it reminds me of the like butter at movie theaters that they would pump (laughs) on it's like this bright orange and oh my goodness anyway so I like I made some of this like horrible concoction and put my put it on myself before I was supposed to go to a pool (laughs) and I was like oh maybe the orange will like fade away (laughs) And thankfully, <laughs> I had a very dear friend like intervene and be like, Marianne, what is going on? And I told them what I had done. And they're like, Marianne, do you know what oil does? Like, have you seen what oil does to skin? If you in the sun? Into the sun. <laughs> and yeah, so the only way that carrot seed oil works as a sunscreen is that it shames you into staying inside. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I hope that your friend was like, you realize that you're going to burn like a turkey in an oven. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. For The thing is for certain skin types, this might actually work. I've heard that coconut oil in, in India, like that there are people who, who use that as, yeah, as their forest protection thing. Like that does not, did not work for me. I had, (laughs) I think I just needed to be realistic about what my skin really needs. Yeah. And for a while, I very, very begrudgingly bought, you know, sunscreen in a plastic tube or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I did, I did find some sunscreen that I really liked that is, that comes in a metal tin. And sunscreen is also something similar to mascara. It has a, yeah, like it, date. it has, I believe that like the zinc particles or, or whatever. It, it kind of depends on what kind of sunscreen you're using, but they do have like a, a shelf life and a half life and it degrades over time. So you need to be very yeah. aware of that. So I still use sunscreen, but really, to be honest, I've just accepted that I am very pale, very susceptible to sunscreen. And I've just started wearing a lot more linen and sun hats. Yeah. Marianne's the queen of hats. So yeah. honestly, like I wish that I sun had protection. Mm-hmm. a miracle DIY sunscreen, but really it, it comes down to just like physical protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do not do the carrot seed oil <laughs> coconut recipe. I, I mean, maybe that is working for some pe- person, but I am flabbergasted as to how that protects your skin. And I would definitely, you know, be realistic Avoid. about yeah. what is going to work for you. And thankfully I had somebody kind of intervene on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> So you didn't look like Donald Trump when you went to the pool also. <laughs> oh God, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and also it can like, thankfully I was really careful about it, but it could have really ruined my swimsuit too. So mm-hmm. yeah, the you oils. Know, be, be careful about these things. And then like, once you get oil on your swimsuit or something um, or on any clothes, really, you really shouldn't put it in the dryer. I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, if clothes have oil on them, they really, really should not go in the dryer. It can be kind of dangerous depending on what kind of oil it is. So yeah. Why, um, like you're saying that it could light on fire or something? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's going to like spontaneously combust, but it's, yeah, it's but bad the for build your up clothes. is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's bad for your clothes and um, 
you know, in certain circumstances, it might. Maybe we'll save uh, the dryer fire for another episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, yeah. No, um, just kidding. I don't think Marianne had a dryer fire. Um, <laughs> anyways, so we'll wrap up here. Uh, thank you guys all so much for listening. We love to hear your feedback. So, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Send us an email at becominglesspod at gmail.com and you can follow us on Instagram at becominglesspod. You can also find all the ways to listen at becominglesspod.podbean.com and you can also, if you are so inclined, donate to support waste reduction efforts here in Edmonton um, as well as support the podcast. So I will give another shout out to Change Toothpaste Tabs here who is sponsoring our podcast, which we are so grateful for. And yeah, they just help us kind of cover the the cost of posting to different platforms and, and things like that. So um, a big shout out to them. And we hope to have you guys back next time. Every day we can be a little less than we were yesterday. I thought you were nuts. Like, and there's kind of good reason for it.